Hello and welcome to this week's 60 Minutes with Scottish Self-Build and Renovation. My name is Gavin Esselmont. I'm very happy to be introducing uh, this online programme. Thanks very much for, for joining us. Before we get started, uh, I just wanted to check that you can hear us uh, okay and see us okay. Uh, we know each time we host these online programmes that we have people tuning in from uh, all over the world and overseas as well. So if you do see us and hear us, please just comment in the comments feed wherever you're watching. And uh, maybe just for a bit of fun, just say where you're, where you're listening from. If you're listening from Aberdeen, Inverness, uh, wherever, just uh, pop in the, the comments feed uh, your, your city or town. And by the way, if you're tuning in from our Facebook community group, remember uh, that to, to provide our, our streaming partners StreamYard permission to see your comments. Uh, the link is provided at the top of the page uh, when you are currently watching this. So, and also, if you have anything else to say uh, throughout the program, just just let us know. Just put, pop it in the, the comments stream. Ask us. We will uh, be checking that all the way through the the session, and we'll come back to you uh, during the program. So, and finally, just uh, a word of warning: this program is being recorded uh, and will be made available across all our. Uh, social media channels and on our website as well. So this week we will be exploring why a self-build or renovation is the best way to upside, upsize even. I'm delighted to introduce uh, Richard Tinto, uh, the owner and vision guy at, uh, at Tinto Architecture. Richard stumbled into his career after dreaming of being an architect since he was a boy, uh, but had no chance of entering uh, university uh, the conventional way at the time by, by his own admission. He, he got the chance to do a modern apprenticeship in architectural technology. He loved it, stuck at it, and emerged in 2003 with a degree in architectural technology from the, the RGU in Aberdeen. He continued to build his career until 2013. Uh, when his life changed, he met his wife and he redefined his purpose and started building the brand Tinto. He believes that architects should be leading a revolution in building and securing uh, the future success of architecture and better buildings. Away from Tinto, Richard is a dad, a husband, and a much more of a family man than he has ever been. Again, his own admission, he has a dream to work from the sun. Don't we all? Consulting, coaching, and advising the best talent in the industry uh, and only retire for the things that he doesn't want to do. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Richard. And here we go. Hello, Richard. Oh, I will unmute you. There you go. Can we hear you now? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yes, we can. How are you doing? I'm fine, Gavin. Thanks a million. Uh, good, good. good to be here. Good. And thanks for joining us. Uh, how's your weekend? Have you been up to much? Yeah, um, spent with the family uh, in the sun uh, in lockdown in Aberdeen. But uh, yeah, looking forward to, to the new work and working week as well. We've had a cracking weekend up here, so uh, really can't can't complain about the weather, to, to be fair. Um, yeah, I think uh, Aberdeen being back in local lockdown, it's, uh, yeah, it's troubling times, but uh, ultimately I suppose we just have to listen to the best advice so that we can all get through this and uh, Hopefully we can be clear of it at some point in the in the near future. That's right. I think uh, the important thing is we will get through it, isn't it? You know, and um, just focus on that. And we're, we're all. Uh, how's your business been impacted? Have you been impacted? I mean, I guess. Yeah, we, we, we really have. It's it's quite an interesting one. So, so I think there was an initial kind of um, so it's kind of three three brackets. There was all there was the the panickers, you know, the kind of stop what you're doing, stop now, and don't uh, don't go forward with anything. That's that's the job cancelled if you like. Um, and then there was the holders. There was like look. Breaks on, can't do anything now. We need to revisit this at a point in time. 
Um, and uh, then there was the opportunists. Uh, I always speak about them as well, who were like, oh, is this a wee chance to kind of move things forward? Oh, yeah, you may be so busy or, or whatever. So it was really quite interesting, uh, Gavin, the, the, the three brands. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, we've got some wonderful customers that have really, really looked after us well through the period. Um, we've managed to do some new business completely virtually as well. Uh, which has been been really good, and you never pretend it's not without its challenges. Um, but but my goodness, an opportunity to to innovate and understand that kind of beautiful blend between this type of thing, this this, this sort of forum and online uh, ways of, of working, and um, you know getting together face face to face as well. And but my, my biggest learning, if I may, I think um, not 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 with regards to home building or renovation was, but the, the use of the office that I've spoken about largely, and that kind of match of who needs to be in there when and um, hugely fascinating area to see how, how we live, work and play in the future, which is all sort of connected back to, to definitely how we, how we live. So um, yeah, interesting times for sure. And, and do you think you might look at your office in a slightly different way in the future? I mean, do you have so, working or do uh, you guys uh, have to be in the office? No, absolutely. So just just before lockdown, we were um, we were sort of had had terms for knocking a hole in the wall and extending um, the the office and com- complete kind of three sixty on it. Where coming together still really important. I think for any business, you know that that kind of you know, teamness, creativity, innovation that happens on a face-to-face level. I think there's a magic in there somewhere that I think we actually get from clients. I'm going to talk a wee bit about that later, you know, being in the room with someone that bouncing those ideas that I think is massively valuable. But again, in most businesses, there's a product. So, you know, and, and our product happens to be delivering you know, design. So, 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 in order to do that, the guys need to be really focusing in. And I, I believe that, that to do that from home, um, I think we've probably seen examples as well where they've been a lot more productive at home, uh, doing the focused work. Um, but where we've lost out has probably been the coming together, the creativity uh, as as a team. But, but there's no doubt that that blend. Um, you know, I don't know if it's forty percent in the office, sixty percent at home. But I don't. I, I actually. I would be bold enough to say that the majority of what we do could be done out with the office when you factor in things like site visits, client meetings, and, and all the stuff that happens out with the office anyway. But there's no doubt that that coming into the office to do that that um, innovation, that that creativity piece, that, that team meet piece need, needs to happen in person. But as for size of office, absolutely, this is going to be plenty big enough for us for the, for the foreseeable as a, as a consequence of COVID. And, yeah. And you, got, you guys are quite lucky. You know, your office space, you, you are... Very funky. You you really practice what you preach in terms of coming that coming together to be creative, don't you? So I think it's walking walking your talk is something that, that we really believe in. And I, I again sort of what would we talk about in terms of, of you know how you do your property and things as well. It, it really is an opportunity to be a, a deeper reflection of who you are. So it's an embodiment of for, for our business it's an embodiment of our brand. Uh but 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 when we talk about people's homes and where they live, it's it's an embodiment of them and, and, and how they wish wish to live. Um so it's very, very important to us. Uh I think as architects it's fine, but it's tinto particularly um, that, that the human element of what we do comes through at, at every turn and um, yeah we, we have to we have to kind of walk our talk I think to be able to do it for other people um, yeah. 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 good good well just you, you touched on it and uh, yeah. we will be kind of discussing the, uh, the the ins and outs of a self-build or renovation and mm-hmm. uh, maybe com- comparing it to the traditional move um, element of it as well yeah. so we're going to have a, a wee uh, presentation from you guys just for a few minutes um, and then we're going to have a wee discussion after that just to uh, cover over what people are probably thinking when they're they're looking at a self-build renovation or just thinking 
I need to move. Um, so it should be a, a really good, interesting conversation. Again, just to encourage people, if they want to ask any questions, feel free just to pop a wee comment in the comments field and we'll, we'll pick them up as well. So, so Richard, if you want to share your screen, uh, I'll pop it on the screen. Cool. Uh, so just do that. Share. And um, can you see that? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. You got that, Gavin? Yeah. Technology. Technology works Excellent. absolutely brilliant. Take off the uh, absolutely. Oh, it's a slight, slight, slight quiver at that point. But uh, uh, all I really want to do with the presentation is just to kind of put a bit of context for anyone that doesn't know about Tinto um, by, by way of introduction um, to who we are, what we stand for, and, and a couple of faces to the names, and, and hopefully just frame the conversation that we're, that we're going to have. So I promise it won't be death by PowerPoint. It will be very, very short, sharp, and, and, and to, the, to the point. Um, so I'll, I'll just move through. Uh, so Tinto as a practice um, do residential work. We do a lot of detail leisure work as well, and we do a lot of commercial work. And we believe that... Uh, the learning that we gain from all the different sectors add value to each of those sectors. So it's not uncommon to see a, an idea that was stolen from an office design in a, in a house and, and, and vice versa. Um, and by understanding our customers, we believe that, that, that that's where the magic happens, um, is, is constantly learning, constantly pulling ideas from every sector that we're in and wider sectors too, to deliver uh, on, on, uh, on our product. Um, so, so started as architects, um, and again, uh, there's a, a kind of desire to revolutionise the industry is, is not too strong a term. I used to apologise for saying that, but I won't um, because I believe that it's very easy to leave something like uh, BMW. Now, that's a beige magnolia white from, from a beautiful piece of architecture and a wonderful concept. But we felt that um, we should be um, complementing our, our core service. So I've always been a, a big fan of, of interiors, uh, intrinsic in architecture, but actually a lot more. Um, so we added an interior arm to the business about five years ago, really, really successfully. Uh, got a couple of cracking interior designers Um and uh, the, the interiors go hand in hand with, with with the architecture. So in terms of a design sense, we're not, we're not leaving people with BMWs. <laughs> Interestingly, I drive a white one, which uh, says its own its own, uh, its own thing. But tell me, well, so so and then and then finally the project management element. Um, so so that's born from not being um, as good as our last set of designs, but actually being as good as our last delivered project. And again. I think it's that, that sort of circular approach to making sure that the customers we work with buy into the way that we work, buy into the process or the journey that they're going to, to enter into, um, and, and that we, we try not to leave any gaps behind. We, we feel that there's a huge value to that. Um, so, so when we're meeting customers, we're, we're, we're genuinely not looking to be compared apples for apples with with um, you know traditional practices. We're we're trying to suggest that if you lean in on us, then, then we'll take care of you. We'll guide you through whatever story it is that you want to create, and that's particularly pertinent for our our private residential clients. Um, and this is a wee a wee phrase that I I came up with um, that I think is 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 pertinent to the overall desire of of the business um, and. You know, it's it's been easy to become cynical and frustrated um, and resign to mediocrity in the construction sector. Um, and I think it's just synonymous of the sector that we work in. It is improving, but I'm bold enough and, and, and confident enough to say that it still lags behind many other developing sectors massively. Um, and there's no reason why it can't be changed. And there's no reason why a business like ours can't lead that. There's no reason why architects themselves 
can't lead a seismic change in in, in, in creating better better buildings. Um, and as I said, that the way that we do that is, is by understanding the, the the human benefit, the people element to everything that we do, and knowing our clients well, knowing the projects that we do, um, will deliver a, a better world. And really, that that's what we're all about. That's what most businesses exist to do. And architecture should be should be no different to, to that. Um, so how do we do that? Well, we, we have a way, um, and again, it's it's a Tinto way. Um, it's founded on tradition. It's founded on the way that the architects work um, in terms of our IBA plans, our work, and lots of technical documentation that can easily overwhelm customers. So what we've done is we've stripped it back, and we've come up with a, with a similar phasing to um, that which, which traditionally aligns. Um, and what we're trying to do uh, is just to make it a little bit more personable, just to say to people, you don't need to worry about that because we've got it you enjoy the fun bits of what we do and we'll we'll take care of the rest so you enjoy the pinterests the meetings the 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 dropping in and out of the process and you can be assured that there's a fairly professional and robust set of of architectural and project management professionals sitting behind it um so this is just our what we call our journey map uh, which takes those traditional stages and and tries to humanize them a wee bit uh, just just for our customers um and then that kind of works for most projects or do you have to yeah so so again i I think it's a belief gavin that that um everyone sits somewhere within this process um and and you know when we meet you for the first time we do something called a discovery call and we're not really wanting to talk about the nuts and bolts of what it is that you're wanting to do we're wanting to understand why it is you're doing what you're doing and be respectful of the fact that tinto is not the right fit for everyone and we're not the right fit uh, and, and conversely, we, we're, we're not we're, we're not looking for every customer as well. Um, but there is a position for everyone within this. Um, and if, if if we can spend the time getting to know people and getting to understand what it is that they want, then I believe that there's a section in here that that, that, that suits them uh, really really quite well. And as I said, from an architectural perspective, this this is a a, a tinto iteration, a tintoism of of a very traditional way of working. Um, and and as I said, if 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 for example someone does just want a set of drawings, then it's something that we can do. But our desire is to work with customers who buy into the overall process and understand the value that comes uh, comes comes with that. And again, that high end resi and, and new build market is certainly a bit of a sweet spot when it comes to our, our residential port portfolio. Um, and as I said, we're not a traditional practice, so so we've got a bit of an interior offering um, that we feel just takes a base level um, design and, and moves it to be even more uh, customer centric. Um, it doesn't leave you guessing. Um, and again, you know, to, to sort of butt heads a little bit with, with some of those aspirational movers, um, we genuinely believe that you can create any look uh, anywhere that you've seen uh, with, with with working with an interior team uh, to, to finish off what it is that you're that you're doing and then pro- project management wise as well as another sort of suite that you know all, all architects do all, all kind of practices will do uh, but something probably that we try and differentiate ourselves a little bit with and it's just a wee sort of breakdown of the extra services in there and the reason that I share this is, is just that you know um, the, the information is now out there and that, that people can can uh, have a look at it and they can they can pick up the phone and ask me any questions they want around it at any at any time and then just just um another wee curveball that that we introduced um a couple of years ago was uh, around kitchens so the ethos with this being that kitchens often sit at the heart of, of the home and and probably 80 
plus percent of the private residential work that we do on the improvement and renovation side, extension side, uh, centre around the, the, the heart of the home, which which is always the kitchen. Um, interestingly, we found that on a on a social level, um, so sort of social retail, uh, where we're doing a lot of, of kind of shop design and hospitality design. This this. There's a bar in hospitality, but there's a, a kind of customer service point in retail that the kind of experience has become a lot more prominent in that. Um, now, it's not a kitchen, um, but but if you kind of take the kitchen analogy and transfer that to a social experience when you visit somewhere out with your, your home, and then again, flip it flip it to, to what I just spoke about in terms of uh, what we believe is a practice and, and why we think an office is super important, that coming together, people generally come together in life in a kitchen, um, you know, it's eating, drinking and socialising is the most wonderful human experience. So it would be completely counterintuitive not to have um, considered the opportunity that was presented to us on on, on having a wee bit of exclusivity over this this product of, of Next125. Um, um, and and as I said, by offering uh, some some kitchen design, uh, I think we add a wee bit of value to to the process of renovating or or building. Um, to, to the girls that I have in here are ex kitchen designers, or they're not ex kitchen designers; they're still very much kitchen designers. Um, and um, as I said, getting the kitchen right can just be that intangible part about uh, about that finished project that, that that can be not 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 always overlooked, but can be externalised because someone has to then go and speak to a kitchen showroom and, and the ideas bumped together, the vision of the architect or the vision of the designer can sometimes be a little bit lost in that. Um, so, so the kitchens we feel is fundamental to, to the residential work that we do, but 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 increasingly in the commercial and, and, and retail work as well. And I'm just going to round off with a wee bit more on the team. These are the faces that you'll meet. We've got a team of uh, 13 at the moment um, and hopefully going to be uh, one, one more by Christmas um, and uh, th- these are the lead guys that I have and it's, it's always nice just to put a wee face to the name uh, people may be a little bit sick of seeing me all over social media but I've got a pretty pretty, pretty good team of people behind me um, and, and below them a team of young ambitious and you know keen to change the world individuals as well um so yeah i thought it was just worth sharing that uh gavin um that's that's the presentation finished just to maybe as i said for people that, that are not um not uh, familiar with Tinto, just to become a little bit more familiar with what we do um architects are our core um but um very much, uh, very much. Uh, let's be back seeing you now. I was a wee bit <laughs> stuck uh, inside my space there. It's interesting how you talk about the integration of the kitchen because ultimately <clears throat> that's probably one of the differences you get with architectural practices is, is, you know, you get project management companies, you get architects, you get all the different strands of a of not just a, a new build but a, a, a restoration as well, renovation. The kitchen, as you say, is, is an integral part of the home. So mm-hmm. by bringing that part into your service as well, it, it surely removes a lot of pain uh, with, from the client side. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And as I said, it, it is 80 plus percent, I think, of, of people that, that enter into the process, um, certainly from a renovation or an extension perspective, who are, are tired of the kitchen that they have um, and, and want that to be the focal point. Because actually... It's 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 very often the single biggest elemental spend within a project as well. So that that elemental kitchen spend is um, you know is the cost of a new car and some in, in some instances. Um, so it's to kind of overlook it or to kind of turn it, try and remove it from the tinto kind of um, journey. Uh, we, we we feel not not a cop out, uh, but we feel it's an opportunity for people maybe just to get a wee bit a wee bit more from from the whole thing, you know. And 
it kind of it, again, it sort of underpins the, the kind of why around um, people do choose to, to sort of renovate or, 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 or build, you know, or looking to improve their life in, in, in some shape or form, you know. What's, what, what would you say is the, the kind of pinch point the, uh, in, in someone's decision about whether they should build a brand new home or whether they should restore, renovate or even just move? I mean, what, what, what is that decision? Uh... I, th- I think I think most of our customers are aspirational. I think I think you know everyone wants to improve you know themselves, wants to improve their, their kind of circumstances, etc. Within life, and you know the time that we spend at home, even more so over the last few months, you know is 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 is, is quite quite large. Um, so to to have a have a base that that um, is reflective of you and, and and kind of makes you your best self is is usually the the the, the driver. Um, there, there there's you, there's, there's the aspirational part around um, you know people seeing you know new new housing show homes etc and the way that people live and the way that these homes have been designed has has changed massively as well um, open plan living kitchen dining um, um, arrangements are again probably the, the single biggest request that, that we get whether that's through extending or just actually pushing some, some walls around or redefining space um, and I think it is a shift towards spending. Time enough, time as a family, and um, but also time apart as well. So, so coming together in these spaces, but also having them uh, de- defined by by the way that, that that people want to live is is quite important. And you know, the 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 the, the base point of an improver, I always think, is um, someone who's. Uh, uh, got got um, a good risk tolerance, I think, as well. Um, you know the 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 fact that, that that you're in a home that you love, you might be in an area area that you love, um, and that that you've got the ambition to improve uh, says a lot about the the person themselves um, and the, the the type of person that we want to to, to work with, Gavin. Because um, there are the movers, um, and a lot of the again, probably fifty percent of the queries we get for private residential work are people saying, "Will we move or will we improve?" And it's a great question. And and if you're slightly more risk averse, um, if 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 your profile's slightly different, then then you will move. And and I always I always try and encourage people. That's the best for them. That that's what they should do. Um, it can be financial. It can be family. It can be all manner of different reasons. Um, where where you are isn't suitable for for renovating or extending or indeed um you know that there's a tipping point sometimes with these things where it's knock it down and start again if it's not a pure self-build uh somewhere else so the self-build is slightly different slightly different customer profile i think a lot of people dream of kind of designing and building their own home but i think the the great thing or the similarity between improvers and and builders as opposed to movers is that where um you know they've got this real desire to kind of improve the status quo um improve their lives um and as i said that that sort of magic person uh, is, is 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 where we work um and and sometimes people are super keen to lean into that process to get to the end of of a bit of exploration and still choose to move and again i think that's that's really okay because I think from our perspective and any designer's perspective, you've really given them value through that process of getting to the bottom of, of what it is that they want to do, yeah? I guess you can't take your neighbours with you. I mean, obviously the whole move is quite uh, it's quite significant. I mean, if you can mm-hmm. get by, let's say if you've got a, a large plot, um, you could potentially mm-hmm. get that into some sort of temp- temporary home on the mm-hmm. land. Um, it really is quite exciting. It, it, the, the elements of it and the stress Albeit a self-build is extremely stressful, but so is a move. And I think the move is, is, is hugely, gam- it's a huge gamble compared to yeah. self-build, uh, you know, and a renovation as well, because there's so many things you can do with your existing home. You could tweak it, you I, could I knock it I, down, or you can build. 
I, I think you're absolutely right, Gavin. And and part of the joy of working with with an architect is getting that that value out. So, just going to the movers for a moment, they kind of want the kind of in the box finish. Um, but we 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 won't we won't on day one give you absolutely everything you want with the first design that you see. But if you're willing to kind of bump together with us, if you're willing to kind of you know share the ideas, do the kind of co-creation process that we offer and um, work on an iterative basis to kind of eke out the magic that exists within your own property, then my goodness, I swear that you can almost do anything with, with, with anything uh, on, on an existing property. And again, if, if you're looking to build for yourself, you know, on the self-build basis, um, the blank sheet of paper can be a little bit overwhelming. But, but you know, if you've got that energy to kind of, again, bump the ideas together, we're only ever the guide. You know, the customers are the heroes to their own story. We, we just kind of guide them through that. We take away the kind of the fears, the overwhelm, um, and, and just kind of get them excited about the key points in, in, in that journey. And as I said, is it a missed opportunity just to, to up and move? Maybe. Maybe it is, you know, uh, without first really considering where you are. Now, again, that's not for everyone. But if you're serious about moving or improving, um, then I believe that you can you can lean into the improve uh, process. And, and, and again, nine times out of ten, we'd be advising that you can do something with this and then lovingly pass pass those on to, 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 to move who, who can. And, yeah, that, that, that new builder thereafter, slightly different profile because, I th- as I said, I think sometimes we come across um, – Great big projects which have a threshold where actually it's it's actually more cost effective to build, knock down, start again, and that does happen to us. Wow. Um, um, and then there are those that have just always aspired to kind of, you know, a different lifestyle, uh, whether semi-rural, whether suburban, or or in the countryside that, that want to, to 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 live in a new house, you know. And you, and you mentioned at the start about the discovery phase. What was the stage zero mm-hmm. you know, of your of your? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 just understanding that that your home is usually the single biggest investment that you have for, for many people. And again, the the type of people that we're dealing with are generally aspirational, so they're growing as families, and when they're looking to make a, a real lifestyle investment, um, so. I, I don't believe you can compare it to like X new house against Y new house or like a, a BMW or an Audi. I think that, um, you know, going on a little bit of discovery is is um, is really important. And one of the questions that we ask uh, very early on is, is, is what success looks like for them. And that's, you know, that's not four walls on a roof. That's actually what we're looking to get there is how, how they will feel at the back end of that. So I'm going to have a dinner party or I'm going to have my, my, my wine fridge there. And I'm going to, the kids are going to have a space to play or I'm going to be able to have my home office over there or my, my, my gym over here. And suddenly sort of eke that lifestyle out, you know, that, that, that becomes the kind of motivation for doing the project. And again, allowing all the, the kind of technicalities and the kind of design skill to kind of sit, sit behind that. But if we understand that part, then I think it gives you a really great focal point for, for moving forward, Gavin. And, and sometimes that can be missed by, um, uh, oh, I need a conservatory or I need an extension or I want X size of house. I said, well, hold on a second. One of my biggest challenges to people is do you actually even need to extend your house? Because... I'll ask anyone watching, what do you use your dining room for? You know, now for for 60 to 70% of the people that we go and see, it's got iron and board, it's a home study, it's a laundry store, it's a dumping ground, etc. It only ever get used on your Christmas or your birthday. And then it's a struggle to put whatever you want. By removing the wall between your kitchen and your dining room, you're freeing up um, the, the potential to imagine that space being used. You're giving yourself the opportunity to work with your family, have dinner with your family in, in a social environment. 
But on a technical level, you're probably freeing up two meters of extra space, a meter either side of that wall that that, that you don't even use anyway. So so you want a two meter extension, knock a wall between your dining room and your kitchen down. It's interesting, isn't it? It's probably a new office as well now. You know, really, um, I've seen. I, 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 absolutely. Um, you're right. I mean, it is a case of thinking realistically. What do you use your house for? What functional space? Because you mentioned there about upsizing, but you could also be downsizing, I guess, if uh, not to stereotype anybody at all, but you may be at a certain part of your life that the kids are moving out. And you, yeah. You could maybe reconfigure your home, or it may be that they move into the right answer. But, uh, you're absolutely right, Gavin. We've got a project in the West End at the moment where 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 it's it's sort of, you know, it is, it is downsizing, big five-bedroom, three-storey story sort of townhouse, um, and, and a couple are looking to downsize. So they're moving to another property, which we're renovating for them. But, you know, fundamental importance are thinking finitely or infinitely about when the toilet needs to be on the ground floor and the bedroom needs to be on the ground floor and when you can just open the big slidey doors and go out to the garden, you know, so, so you're absolutely right. It, it works It works both ways. It's that full, full sort of lifestyle uh, or life cycle uh, of, 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 um, of you as a person. Uh, and, and, and often when we're designing things, so even new build houses, for example, um, the base point is, right, that's what you need now for the next five years. If your children are young, then you're there. Or if you're retiring, you're here. But what does that look like in five, 10 or 15 years time? And again, it ties very closely through to the move argument. Should you actually just be moving because you'll never achieve what you want to achieve from, from where you are? So beginning with the end in mind is, is really important. And again, the investment that comes from a, from a, a renovation or an extension in, in particular um, needs needs to be thought through. It's never a short-term investment, I don't believe. Um, you know, To get the real value from them, you need to be thinking medium term uh, with, with these things. Or as, as you mentioned, in, in those that are in the, the kind of more mature phase and, and looking to down size they're looking at that foreverness um so uh, so yeah really really good point so if i'm in a so i'm thinking what do i do uh what where do i start so i've got this house or i've not got this house or i've got a plot of land or yeah whatever. What, what should i be thinking about before i should even start I, I, you? relationships um i think um you know ha- having ha- not having a full idea of what you want is perfectly perfectly acceptable because you're not the expert um to have the idea is plenty for you um i think meet as many um architects designers as you can it's not not just architects you know, that are that are architectural technologists and guys that, that, that can do very similar things for you so make sure that you get the relationship right make, make sure that you get the relationship right with the architect make sure that you understand the process and be happy with the process as well and if if you get the right the right guy to work with or the right team to work with um then i think a lot of that overwhelm can be can be um can be released and also to understand that um you know, in six months' time, you're not going to be sitting in your new extension or your new your new your new house. Um, you know, realistically, your your timeline for a hundred thousand pound extension, I would say, is kind of kind of twelve months from from start to finish. Uh, new build house, probably eighteen months. Uh, you know, by the time you start drawing to, to the time that you're you're moving in, and actually, what we would always say as well is if you get um, if you have the idea right, if you have the relationship right with whoever you would wish to work with. Um, and allow the process to happen. Um, you know, we we are trained in 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 creating great great things, but we're only half of the story, Gavin. And 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 the other half, and actually the most important half, are the customers that that we work with. So the involvement there um, 
should be um, enough to allow us to kind of create what what's in your mind's eye as well. And again, it's something that we probably, yeah. Again, to make no approach, we kind of labour labour on it, as saying right, let let's get you know the Pinterest out, the sticky notes, the, the red pens out, and actually let's really work it for for what it needs to be before we kind of go too too far into the process. And I think people suddenly have like little eureka moments from time to time. It's like ah right, that's what he was talking about, and that's that's what they were talking about. And and often that doesn't come if you rush it. Um, and as I said, that's where a company like our own isn't always the best fit for for someone who has got a very very fixed mindset preconceived idea about what they need and when um and you know you can try and square fit a square through a circle peg but but if it ain't going to go it ain't going to go so to know that early is the most honest and fair way for everyone um, and again that removes the overwhelm of our own fit as well but for anyone that's it's understanding that it's a, a lengthy process. Again, maybe the single biggest investment that you will ever make, uh, then they understand that, that, that time is actually a benefit um, and, and time to build a relationship with your architect, your design team, ultimately with your builder uh, is, is going to be really, really important to the overall success because it, it, it doesn't really come down to the architect. I talk about a triage, you know, of, of, of architects, contractors and, and clients. And there's a wee bit of magic it sits in the middle of that triangle. Um and, and if it's open, honest and, and exciting, then it's 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 one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do. It genuinely is. Yeah, I think yeah, I think ultimately that 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 starting off of the journey is the most important part because if you get that wrong that obviously has ramifications all the way through the project, if there is a project. You know, but, uh, if there is a project, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to know that early is, it, apologies, so to know that early is, is again, vitally important. If, if it's if it's, if it's if it's not going to be a thing, then we, we all move on. And again, you look back on it and you're really glad that you all moved on if it's, if it's not going to be a thing, I think. So. Yeah. And have you had clients that got uh, started on one way and then ended up in a completely different place? I mean, how is Absolutely. And Yes, um, is the honest answer. So I think, so, so I wouldn't want anyone to hang me on the numbers here, but I think, um, you know, certain large scale kind of renovation or extension projects have a tipping point where they become new build uh, uh, projects. And again, depending where you are, each case is very, very individual. But um, I think I think if you're starting to see uh, spends of upwards of 200, 250,000 pounds, by the time you've added VAT to that, then, you know, you can be building or, or, or there's evidence emerging that you can be building modest homes for that sort of value. And, and when there's no VAT applicable there, when the design criteria for new build homes is improving all the time, uh, then, then not only is the capital cost less, but your actual ongoing running costs become a lot more more efficient as well. So, so yes, is the honest answer. And and we've had probably you know I've been doing this for 15, 16 years. Probably probably five you know projects of that ilk that have turned into new build houses over over that period of time. Um, and and some don't. You know, some budgets go you know three, four, five, six hundred thousand pounds for 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 the, the extend or renovate. But again. Yeah. It's all it's all relative, but there's definitely a threshold. If if you're uh, in a in a more traditional property in the countryside um, and you like that lifestyle, and um, you go on a bit of a journey to um, you know renovate or or upgrade, then there is a tipping point where where it becomes a serious conversation, and there's a practical element to it as well. Um, and it's something that we that, 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 that we fully embrace. You know, has it ever been so far down the the path that you have to continue? 
the same path um, in construction or, or yeah it? yeah i mean again for the sake of being, being honest you know they've probably got to the point where, where we've missed out on 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 a build and and probably everyone's left a wee bit underwhelmed because it has went to, to that point so uh, a few years ago now um but i think my advice now would be to kind of flush it out a lot earlier so one of those those first key exercises in getting the relationship right with the the, the, the agent agent's horrible but the architect or the designer or whoever's going to going to basically manage this project for you is, is the first thing the second thing is to lean into that initial kind of conceptual piece understand that um you know, we, we, we could get it right in our head first time, but actually it's probably going to take two or three iterations to get it right in both of our mind's eye. And then to get the cost verified, you know, cheaply and and, and, and quickly and to understand exactly what it is that we're, that we're doing, uh, Gavin. And as I said, um, it can be easy to get carried away without a really sort of um, early sense check on on budget. Um, external QS will, will will bring it into stark reality. And uh, one of my favourite QSs who will I'll go I'll go unnamed for the purposes of this, but um, he'll always sit down at the start of a meeting and say, "Right, I'm going to start with a big scary number, um, and, and we can work back from there." And, and I think it's a really nice way of putting it. It's sort of going into it with your eyes wide open understanding that this is what you're trying to do and actually at the end of the day it will cost you this um and and you know but it doesn't have to cost you all that at, at day one um and there are creative ways of making things happen um but but yeah again verifying where you're going really early on was a lesson that we learned quite quite early on is something that we're that we're really passionate as well and again i would urge anyone entering into the process to try and you know, accept that, that that an initial kind of sense check is a really sensible way to do it. And, and, and don't hold back on it. You know, if, if someone's telling you that something's going to cost a couple of grand a square metre, two, two and a half grand a square metre, £3,000 per square metre, listen to that advice um, because usually they're they're right um, and, and they've been there before with it. Um, and um, if, if that sort of reaches a threshold for you, then it's probably time to step back. If you're looking to move on then creatively our job is to then make that work for you and I suppose one of the greatest the great things about flipping from a, a, an extension or a renovation to a new build is that your space efficiency becomes great and and the rate to build comes down as well so there's a VAT saving the rate to build comes down and by designing from a blank sheet of paper you can create a much more space efficient environment for a customer too and you know really give them uh you know a, a, a sort of a, a dream scenario at the at the back side of that that's probably the, the favorite favorite one we've got a project at the moment in rural Aberdeenshire for, for a couple um who have got this vision but it's it's like a 15 year vision it's a really cool thing um, and they understand that their their, their ultimate build is going to be be right up there so the way that we've broken it down is into various elements to kind of give them what they need now give them what they need in the future and then there's this hype, hype, hypothesis where vanity uh, overtakes sanity for them and they can have a little bit more and it's a really nice way of viewing it and again it's a customer mindset that that, that that we like to work with is is, is to say that you know, we're going to go on a journey here. We're going to get to where we want to be. And, and the investment that we're going to make is probably going to be the single singular biggest one we'll do on that ilk uh, for, for all time. So, and, and that comes back to the relationship, the trust, to understanding it, to being guided through it and not feeling overwhelmed by it or scared by it. Um, because it is it is the most rewarding thing that one of the most rewarding things that you'll ever do. Kind of just because I'm super passionate, but I kind of forget that that, that <laughs> folk have other motivations in life. But, oh, but you're, I, you're, you're right enough. I guess the takeaway I've got from this stage is essentially don't underestimate the time that you should take 
to get it right at the very, very yeah. start. The discovery phase is so important. And mm-hmm. that's really quite cool what you just t- talked about, that, uh, that uh, rural couple. You know, if they can map out their life and they're going to use their home, uh, their mm-hmm. forever home, to actually yeah. use this investment now to to phase out their life, <laughs> essentially, in a, in a nice yeah. way. But and it's also very sustainable as well. So, so one of the things that we're really passionate about is, is you know, kind of, you know, keep, keep in check on the world that we have. Now, you know, I don't need to, to kind of, you know, be, be cry, you know, the, the kind of footprint or whatever that, that new development can have on, on our world. Um, so, so redevelopment of what we have is a very, very sustainable way to achieve a, a healthier, a healthier planet. You know, the, the construction industry, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, it's it's wastefulness, it's 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 legacy, and and it, as I said, it still lags behind. But in 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 being, um, you know, creative about about how we 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 look after our old buildings, how we develop our old buildings, um, we're we're actually looking after the environment as a byproduct. So so again, it's it's really important. And and when you flip that to the new build bit as well, because of the way that that that, that the regulations have developed, um. Then these these buildings can perform very very well, and and you might have heard of the, the, the sort of carbon neutral term, but 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 things like that are 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 real, um, and you know we can live in a very very sustainable way, um, and I again I would argue with 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 um, anyone who was developing on 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 the green belt or or on undeveloped land how they could. They, they could uh, they could justify or, or tell the same the same story things like their infrastructure to get to x amount of houses and all that are really interesting conversations it's for another webinar but it's really always it always inspires me to kind of um kind of say to people look if you can start with where you are um and you can get yourself feeling really good about it then you're also um give it giving the world a wee bit of a chance as well and i i think our customers of the future we've got a lot of skin left in the game i always say so our customers of the future are really tuned into that um the customers of now are like, like but 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 customers of the future are really really tuned into that and that's a massively exciting opportunity for architects and, and the whole self-build and renovation marketplace to understand the benefits that come from self-building and renovation and how very good for the environment it actually is Gavin. Yeah, you talked about the carbon neutral um, mm-hmm. aspect as well. I mean, how when you when you include that into your decision process about whether you new build, mm-hmm. renovate, restoration, and uh, or move. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how do you quantify the benefits? Can you still have a carbon neutral uh, conversion of an existing home? Um, I think I, th- <laughs> I could really go off on a tangent here. It's an area that I'm really really passionate about. So. Um, I- not yet, but I believe that you will be able to, um, and I believe that it comes down to um, um, collecting the data correctly. So, so there's there's emerging uh, work being done on understanding. So, say for example, you've got a I don't know like a hundred year old house um, that that has got inherent problems with 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 the air leakage or insulation or or water ingress. It just doesn't perform very well. You know, the heating bills are through the roof, etc. And um, we come along and we add a an extension to that well well right now we really only have to make sure that the extension performs you know um better than than the rest of the of the house there are certain criteria that means we need to pull the rest of that, that house up but to answer your question is it will never perform as well as potentially doing it with a completely new build because you do, you're not obliged to swap out all your windows you're not obliged to make the, the house airtight you're just advised to 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 work um certain standards to allow it to come up and, and, and meet where it, where it needs to be but um i think that 
that um, there are grants to upgrade uh, old old properties. Um, there are ways of doing it, and also um, if we use the technology in 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 surveying and scanning of buildings, then we can get a very very accurate picture of how these these buildings perform. And where where utopia lies for me is then going back to you know to the building regs basically or to to the government and saying look here's a better way of making sure that existing properties perform better for all time. Um, we're not experts in it. It's it's a developing area, uh, but it's something that I'd be lying if I said didn't didn't excite me. And um, as I said, make 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 the whole process of of um, of improving or, or extending um, again j- just a wee bit more more environmentally friendly. So. So yeah, I think watch this space, and that's one of the biggest opportunities. I think is to work with what we have, and you see, you see the market, you see the market for you know window replacement, insulation, air tightness, all these things keep keeping in. It's very, very sustainable to protect the stock that we have because of the wider impact of building elsewhere. Um, so, so we've got a role to play in that, um, and I, and I think customers like that, um, you know, and 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 as I said, I think you know. Even three years time, we'll, we'll probably look back, and there'll be a, there'll, there'll be different ways and better ways of doing it, Gavin. Is that is that something you can quantify at the discovery phase? So um, thinking here about money, actually, that that's kind of I'm thinking right. Okay, well, if I go for a new build, it's going to be let's just say 100 percent efficient in terms of operating costs and yeah. uh, insulation, all these things. Um, I'm going to live in the house for another 60 years, and mm. over that 60 years, is there a way of being able to quantify the cost uh, saving, if you like, over that period over a, a, an existing home? Uh, yeah, um, again. Very difficult right now, and I couldn't. Uh, so just being really honest, um, um, and I don't know if anyone can. So if anyone can, can you reach out and tell me how we do it? But I do believe that we can um, through accurate data collection. So um, that's that's understanding, you know, the physical properties, the thermal properties, and the kind of air properties, all the different properties that that, that contribute to the status quo of the building. And once we know what that data looks like through through a model, so so uh, building information modeling um, and da- data capture is huge in, in, in our industry at the moment. And again, we're we're only scratching the surface of it as a practice. Um, but again, there is a point in the future where we'll be, I hope we'll be able to go into someone's house to meet them for the first time and leave with an accurate performance and dimensional model of that property um, that will allow us to achieve exactly what you say, Gavin, is to say, right, here is what you need to do insulation-wise, here's what you need to do um, um, air-wise, and here's what you need to do um, material specification-wise to get a similar performance to that that you you might achieve from, from a new build. Capital cost, Again, I think there's probably a way to go, but um, there's there's the two 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 types of people, you know, those, those that will that will um, stick or twisters, you know, those that will stick and extend and renovate because of all the pre-existing social conditions that that, that mean that they want to do that. There are those that will then wish wish to kind of create the, the dream of a self-build, and then you will have that that tertiary part of of of, of movers who will will do so in any case. But if we can be better at presenting the facts around the environmental benefit and the long-term benefit of, of existing properties, then that's cool stuff. That's 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 living your purpose. That's delivering on making the world a better place through architecture, I believe. Absolutely. So, so we're, now not, we're now moving away from design, essentially, and looking at all the other kind of uh, parameters of this decision process, which can be overlooked or perhaps not discussed uh, to any degree that it should be. I mean, it, it sounds like there is cost savings to be had not you know it's not all about cost it's about the environment as well we've all got a duty of care to Mm -hmm. to save the planet um we shouldn't be you know if there's an opportunity here for us to do a little bit 
and that sways over a, a new build versus a, a, a you know a renovation a restoration yeah. then that 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 can't be overlooked you know it has to be looked at, at the very very start and um, if we could try and quantify the overall benefits and that that's something that could see that could swing a yeah I, th- I think it is and I, and I think you know flipping the whole question on its head is, is why are you doing what you're doing and you know what 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 fa- and for us it's like what 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 uh, what does success look like in, in 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 your mind and as i said the environmental element sits it's fundamental to that but but the big why is why are you even doing what you're doing what what sort of lifestyle are you looking to create through a, through a renovation a self-build or an extension and and let's let's start there and work it back rather than starting at the bottom and, and working it up um and, and i think we certainly swear by it and live by it. It's, it's kind of at the core of who we do. And, and I think, you know, getting the, going back to that relationship piece, getting comfortable with a designer or a team that can do that for you might be the most valuable thing that you can actually do. Um, because, because that, that, that this is where you're going to stay. We, we never have to live in your house. You, you have to live there. You have to, to be you there. Um, that's pretty big stuff, you know, in, in terms of, um, of your life um and and as i said it, it does it, it can seem a bit like it's just my house but it's not it it it, it fundamentally it, it is a part of who you are and, and and how happy you are how well you are and how you view the rest of the world um so starting with that why and, and making sure that that's that's solid is, is, is something that I'm, I'm passionate about and i think like most of our customers are as well um and so, you, so you've 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 made the the, the decision. Uh, mm-hmm. You say right now we're going to do whatever we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are also going to be there as part of the journey. So you're going to mm-hmm. you're going to control it because that's probably one of the other kind of stresses of mm-hmm. anyone thinking about a self build or a renovation project. It's going to be the whole process, and I think people get bogged down thinking I'm going to have to manage this, but that's not mm-hmm. strictly. No, and and as I said, you know, there's on, on the architect's form of agreement. There's a there's a wee line that says project management. Are we going to project management? Well, I, I think I think what the ethos that we've adopted um, is is that we are we are the guide. You know, you you are the hero in your story, and you will have to make fun decisions and human decisions that will, that will inform us. But our job is to guide you through that, and that's that's good project management. So from a design perspective, from an ideas perspective, it's making sure that we manage the flow of ideas and pick off the best ones and verify it and check with it it means that we manage the the bit in the middle the legislative stuff your planning emissions and your building warrants all of which i don't wish to kind of dampen down the value of but are legislative things that are kind of technical challenges to the overall why and then as we move beyond those those pieces it's then saying right how are we going to manage you know your investment your your life investment your your big investment your big big why how are we going to manage that to a good conclusion to the point where it's never as good as the design it's actually as good as the the, the whole experience and and managing that for for customers means um making sure that when we add the contractor element so sometimes adding the builder element back to that triangle needs to be done much earlier on in the process and again the conventional form of traditional tendering and stuff can can leave you at the lap of it, not not anyone, but but it can can open up risk that you don't have the same relationship with your contractor that you enjoy with the architect, and it all breaks down. So so making sure that you build those relationships as you go, and build the ideas as you go, and as I said, the the, the kind of story kind of kind of goes up in incremental stages through it, doesn't just arrive at the end, is is probably the best way of of of, of doing that. Open and honest communication again. That that communication uh, circle is um, use the architect for what he's there to, there, there to do. If you're paying him to project manage, make sure that he does project manage. 
Um, and and as I said, if 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 you can get get the relationship right with the builder, as I said, it's a beautiful place to be. And and some of the results that you can get are, are just absolutely out of this world. Yeah, and the, the leveraging the experience. I mean, uh, it's, you can see the theme of my questions. But it's all I'm not a quantity surveyor, so it's all cost 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 for me. But yeah. at the end of the day, some people may see the project management percentage, if you like, of your fee as being quite costly. However. Mm-hmm. You can't underestimate the value, the value that you and your team bring to the project in terms of leveraging experience. I, I, I always use the classic project management analogy of 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 um, you know standing in your kitchen in the morning before you go out to work. You're, you're, you're going to go out for the next ten hours. You're going to leave the builder there, and you know the sparky says to you, oh, "I'd be a great idea to bang a few double sockets in there." And when I'm at it, I'll just throw a few spotlights and oh, that LED strip around the bottom. And you're thinking, yes. You know, and then the interim bill comes in at the end of the month and it's, you know, a couple of grand more. It's it, it sounds funny and silly, but it's not. It's actually you are emotionally involved in what you're doing and you should be because it is the single biggest investment that you're making. So um, allowing the management of that to occur, allowing the diligence to sort of follow through. Contract admin is, is one thing, but project management we view as something very, very different where you're taking responsibility for delivering for your customers with your cost consultants on there. Um, so, so, and it's not, hey, look, it's building. The industry is not showered in glory or for, 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 for being uh, as, as it should be and as I believe it should be. Um, so, so project management is a great, great uh, tool to de-risk uh, a, lot of, a lot of what you do. And as I said, for us, it's been a huge um, benefit in, in looking back at the end of the projects and, and clients saying, you know, we're really, really happy with that because you had a bit more input. We paid you to be a bit more involved and you really, really kind of pulled that home. So 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 our experience was better of a consequence. Do you put a monetary value on that? I don't think you can because you're not really dealing with money. You're dealing with people's lives, Gavin, you know. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking at the clock here. So we're, yeah. we're five minutes. We're going to have to wrap up very soon. But I'm just thinking about summarising what mm-hmm. we talked so we talked about uh, the the start of the journey. We talked about not underestimating uh, the thought process uh, and really sitting down with uh, yourselves as a family, then engaging with architect or architects and understanding exactly what are the options here. You know, is there any options for uh, rest, uh, renovation or is it, is it self-built or is it a case that I have to move and really taking your time. I mean, I, I guess some people really sit for years and, and discuss this to understand what are they doing in their life? And then they can actually look at their project and say, right, what do we need to do over here? So so that that is interesting because it could take as much time as it does to actually do the build or to do the project. So uh, engaging the, the experts, you know, there is a cost associated with it, but actually that could leverage huge value in terms of the decision process, but also the, the, um, the project itself. And it may end up being that the move is the right move for you as well. So... Um, and ultimately, just uh, having fun. I think we've touched on it very briefly, but this mm. is stressful. But again, it should be a, a fun experience. This is a really exciting, innovative thing to do. You have opportunities to really understand the building industry as well, the, the energy efficiency of your home, and really contributing towards the, the, the greener environment and saving the planet in a in a, a tree-huggy type way. But it's true. It's absolutely true. It's, yeah. it's exciting. That, that part for me really is the exciting part because it's not just about the cost. It is actually about doing your part, uh, you know, for, for the environment. Absolutely. So. 
Great. Well, that was fantastic. Um, listen, we're going to run out of time, so there were a couple of questions came in, but we'll take them off offline and we'll post them onto the, the social media um, channel. Thank you very much, Richard. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, anything, anything you wanted to kind of close off? I, I can't believe where the hours went. Um, oh. Yeah, no, I think I think I think you know you, you summarised really well there. You know, doing a, a self build or innovation or an extension is a wonderful opportunity to to you know a once in a lifetime opportunity often uh, to to really you know create the life that you want. Um, and if you can do that whilst you're having a whole chunk of fun uh, and and making the world a better place, then that, that that's a pretty pretty cool thing. Um, and if anyone would like to ask me any questions, please, please, please give Tint a shout and um, be delighted to hear from anyone that, that thinks that's a cool thing too. How do, how do they get in touch with you, Richard? Um, www.tinto.co.uk um, is the website. Oh, we've got a pretty, pretty good kind of link through on the website there. So feel free to, to do that. And if you want to drop myself an email on richard.tinto at tinto.co.uk, I'll make sure that, uh, that, that, that you're pointed in the right direction and that, that someone gets um, gets a, a questionnaire out to you and we set up a wee discovery call and delighted to have a discovery call with anyone uh, who, who's thinking about such a project um, or wants to tell me what they thought of tonight, any feedback that they've got, I'd be, be delighted to hear from you. Brilliant. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate it. My um, pleasure, Gavin. Okay. So that is it for this week. Um, I thank again uh, Richard from Tinto Architecture for joining us. Uh, if you do want to kind of cover anything or, or review anything that's been discussed tonight, you can, uh, in a short while, I think this gets posted automatically on the Facebook channel and also on YouTube. So you can see it uh, later on tonight. And then, of course, it will also be in our podcast channels if you are driving around or going for a run, you can uh, pick it up on the podcast channel as well. Uh, for those of you interested, we also have a Facebook community group uh, where you can seek advice at any time. People like Richard are on there. So if you have any questions, uh, by all means, use the Facebook group. Uh, it's uh, it's the community group within Scottish Self Build uh, Facebook page. Um, just kind of join it. It's all free and it's uh, there's some really good conversations going on there. Um, our next programme is on Sunday the 23rd of August at 7pm. We will be joined by Neil Walker of the Highlands Small Communities Housing Trust. Uh, we'll be discussing the Scottish Government Self-Build Loan Fund, which has been launched to assist individuals experiencing difficulty in obtaining self-build mortgage finance. So not only will we be talking about the fund, but you also have the opportunity to ask any kind of financing questions as well. Uh, remember to please like, comment, share. Uh, and subscribe to our channels uh, so that you can be the first to find out about our next programs. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Stay safe and uh, thank you very much. Take care.